This is Paul Thompson, dutifully reporting from a parking garage outside of City Hall on the morning of Thursday, December 21st. The airport committee will start at 9.30 a.m. this morning, and as far as I know, Mayor Sly James will be introducing a new committee substitute to Lee Barnes' resolution, which calls for the termination of all negotiations with Edgemore. From what I've heard, James's committee sub will include language that suggests that the negotiations with Edgemore are not at an impasse. In related news, Councilman Quentin Lucas of the 3rd District, allegedly, according to his social media feed, stayed up late at City Hall on the evening of Wednesday, December 20th, working on a compromise that he believes the majority of the council can support. Other councilmen have negotiated with Edgemore over the past couple of days, and the indications I'm getting from them are that, one, Edgemore realizes how serious their predicament is right now, and two, they're ready and willing to negotiate with their best possible deal in the very near future. Now, this can't really be corroborated, but this is my idea and impression from what I've seen over the past week. It seems as if, perhaps, Edgemore considered the MOU they released on November 30th as sort of an opening salvo and a back-and-forth negotiating session that would kind of hammer the document down into something that all sides could agree with. Well, obviously, as you saw last week, nine members of the city council didn't really feel like it was something that was even workable at that point. It's been less than 50 days, if you can believe it, since Kansas City, Missouri voters overwhelmingly approved the single terminal airport project. People will feel cheated if a deal isn't consummated, whether it's Edgemore or whether it's someone else, by early 2018 at the latest. But consider this. That vote happened on November 7th. By November 30th, the MOU between Edgemore and the city of Kansas City, Missouri was released. By Friday, December 1st, I began hearing from council members who couldn't wrapped their head around the deal, couldn't understand where it was coming from, wondered why financial risk had been transferred from the developer to the city, and didn't feel like Edgemore was committing enough resources to community benefits or making enough assurances with regards to MBE, WBE participation. So that happened pretty quick. On December 7th, less than a week later, the airport committee met to discuss the MOU. Now, there were a lot of questions raised during that meeting. In fact, 5th District Councilman Lee Barnes who wasn't a part of the airport committee, but appeared to testify during public testimony, suggested that Edgemore simply needed to write a check instead of pulling money from airport revenues to pay for the community benefits that they had promised. Over the past couple of weeks, that's emerged as a fairly popular idea. It seems to me that there are several council members at the very least who wouldn't approve this MOU unless it's written in such a way. Despite the questions that were asked during that December 7th airport committee meeting, and there were many, council members Reed and Lucas pushed for a motion to move the MOU out of committee and into the docket at the following week's city council meeting, December 14th. And that's exactly what happened. But the MOU wasn't pushed to the full city council in order to get a nice and tidy vote and get the process rolling. During that December 14th meeting, the council came pretty close to eliminating conversations altogether. Now, they never went over the edge, but they voted 9-4 to against the MOU. And, of course, infamously, Councilman Lee Barnes proposed a resolution to terminate all negotiations moving forward. Now, that didn't get a vote on Thursday. It was referred to airport committee, and that's what brings me here. In less than half an hour, the airport committee meeting will commence, and Mayor Sly James will 
almost assuredly present his committee substitute to extend the negotiation window. For my count, ahead of time, he's got the votes to make it happen. If you look at the members of the airport committee, you'll see that James himself is one, as are council members Jermaine Reed and Jolie Justice, who both voted in favor of the MOU last week. So that's where we are, with a likely vote in favor of a committee substitute. But this process has shown us one thing above all, and that is that things can change in a moment's notice. So here I am, getting ready to walk over to City Hall and find out exactly where we stand on a new single terminal airport. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and I hope you enjoyed the dramatic cold open to this week's episode, which features a day at City Hall as the Kansas City-Missouri City Council works to salvage a memorandum of understanding with Edgemore Infrastructure and Real Estate to construct the more than billion-dollar KCI single terminal. Edgemore found themselves in a precarious position on Thursday, December 14th, when a supermajority of the City Council voted against the MOU. By Thursday, December 21st, the tides had begun to turn, and Mayor Sly James was set to introduce a committee substitute that would set a path forward for negotiations with Edgemore. When we return to City Hall, I'll plop you right in the middle of the airport committee meeting at which Mayor James's committee substitute was discussed. In fact, I'll throw you right into the middle of the public testimony delivered by 5th District Councilman Lee Barnes, opposing the measure. I suggested to the Edgemore representative that I for, I, for one, and a number of my colleagues, never anticipated that the developer would seek to use airport revenues to fund our community benefits. It is our vision that we would have a true partner, a partner that would invest in this city and invest in this community. Those same thoughts were communicated to our legal counsel, who was responsible for our negotiations. So on December 7th, at the airport committee meeting, I restated that disagreement that there should not be airport revenues contemplated in our MOU. That was a public meeting. I suggested that the community benefits would potentially be funded, would not be funded, out of the airport revenues. The mention of these dates is important because on December 5th, the day after the supermajority of the council decided for a number of reasons that this MOU was not good for the city of Kansas City, a representative of Edgemoor was quoted as saying that they did not know that the council had serious concerns with the MOU. That simply is not the truth. And I take the claim that they didn't know as dismissive and as a dismissive affront because the three, on the three occasions which I stated my concerns, and I know several of my colleagues expressed their concerns well before the vote on December 14th. I have yet to hear or receive a call from anyone from Edgemore since September 22nd. So in closing, I feel the need to respond, to respond in the defense of the supermajority of my colleagues who found that the MOU was not in the best interest of this city. It was, asked, it was absolutely disrespectful and outright wrong for the mayor, Councilwoman Justice, and Councilman Reed to make divisive, disparaging, and misleading comments about our colleagues simply because you were on the losing side of a vote. Each of us was elected to represent the best interests of this city. And with that said, we will not always agree, nor should we be expected to, particularly on this once-in-a-lifetime, $1 billion generational 
project. And I, for one, will not be bullied or pressured into making a decision that I don't agree with and that I don't agree is the in the best interest of this city. You know, the word trust has been thrown around. And let me just state, trust feels like something, it looks like something, and it sounds like something. And for those who were engaged in a secretive closed-door meeting at the River Club to question their ability to trust those of us who made a decision in the best that we thought was in the best sense of the city was the most disingenuous thing I have experienced. So Mr. Mayor, Councilwoman Justice, Councilman Reed, I believe the comments made over the past weekend were very unbecoming of a mayor or anyone seeking to become mayor. And I think the road to a reset and the start of a repaired working relationships with our colleagues is for you all to make a public apology to our colleagues. That ends my statement. I'm going to pause and jump in here to provide some context to Barnes's comments. Although he doesn't specifically say which statements he's referring to, there were some strong messages issued in the wake of the December 14th vote. Here's what Councilman Jermaine Reed said, quote, A world-class KCI moves us all forward, and for my colleagues to engage in backroom political gamesmanship at the last minute to threaten the most generationally transformative infrastructure project in the city's history not only hurts our reputation as a business partner, but it also entirely violates the public trust that the citizens of Kansas City invested in us with their votes in November. Mayor Sly James also issued a statement. It said, quote, Yesterday's action halted a negotiation midstream and tossed it out the window with little warning. That says to Kansas Cityans that their will is less important than political agendas, and it sends a message to those who want to do business with Kansas City that we cannot be relied upon as a transparent partner. So, there's some context for Barnes's statement. To his credit, Councilman Reed addressed Barnes head-on, responding immediately to the concerns stated by the 5th District Councilman. Here's what he said. Uh, Mr. Barnes, uh, Councilmember Barnes, let me say uh, to you, thank you so much for um, your public statement today and, of course, uh, the comments in which you've made, you, of course, are someone on this council who continues to be a true leader as it relates to moving our communities forward. Uh, and, you know, I think it is important that uh, we point out um, that this is a mutual sort of uh, working relationship that we, of course, all have. Uh, you and I have certainly uh, had a very good wor working relationship and so forth. You publicly to say, uh, that you want us to make an apology to you, so forth, so on. You know, I think that those type of things certainly could be done in, in, in private just as much as they are in public. But I will respect your request and apologize to you, eyeball to eyeball, man to man. Uh, and if you felt that this was uh, any sort of uh, personal or attack against you, as it relates, and let me finish uh, because I let you finish, uh, and as it relates to our city. And as it relates to the topic that we have here at hand, I think that is, of course, is appropriate for us to remove any sort of personal vendettas, as I've mentioned earlier this week, uh, and focus on the topic at hand. And that is, how do we uh, get to building a, a world-class airport on behalf of the citizens of the city? 75% of the voters uh, in the city, as we all know, on November 7th, uh, voted overwhelmingly to make sure uh, that we could start this process. Uh, in politics, uh, there are a lot of quotes that one can give as it relates to politics. Uh, but this is a big boy sport. And I think that when you come to the table and, and play big boy games, you should be ready for big boy things. 
and it's important that uh, we we remove any sort of personal sort of uh, attacks that one thinks that uh, one might make here or there, and let's focus on what's best for the citizens of the city. And I think that while the resolution we have before us uh, is one that uh, allows for us, and I know that Mayor James and I have worked very diligently uh, on the committee substitute so that we could continue negotiations. If you reference any of the public statements that I've certainly made, uh, they talk about what are in the best interest for this city. And that is how do we get back on track, because that's what the citizens of our city have asked us to do, and get negotiations going uh, with Edgemore, uh, which is most important. And so for that, again, let me say thank you uh, for uh, your public statements. Uh, but I also would ask that we all could work together for what's in the best interest of our city. Thank you. Well, I, I thank you for your for your your comment and and the the public sentiment in terms of of an apology. And uh, I think you know that I'm one that uh, does not take any of this these things personal. That's why I reference the fact that I think the entire supermajority needs to be apologized to because uh, I don't think to a man or woman of those individuals that they were doing anything to thwart the voters or the, the intentions of the voters. I think we just did not like the MOU that was presented before us. And out, outside of that, there's no political game that was made. There was no backroom, backdoor dealing. So um, I, just, I just thought that if we're going to talk about being able to move forward and work together, there has to be a reset and there has to be a sense of respect coming from folks. After the air was cleared, the committee would go on to unanimously approve the committee substitute that was put forward by Mayor James. The committee sub lays out a timeline for renewed negotiations on an MOU with Edgemore. On Tuesday, January 9th, the city attorney and appointed outside counsel are expected to provide the council with an update on the negotiations. Sp- specific updates are to be provided over some key issues which include the terms of the proposed reimbursement obligation, the provisions of the community benefit agreement, local workforce hiring and workforce protection issues, and any and all concerns necessary to protect the best interests of the city and the regional flying public. On January 11th, the council will meet as a committee of the whole to discuss the matters presented by the negotiation team on January 9th. By Thursday, January 18th, the city attorney and appointed council will report back for another progress report at which point the negotiation team will be expected to notify the council of any impediments to the negotiations. From there, the council will meet again as a committee of the whole on January 30th to discuss any remaining concerns. At that point, the city council may make a recommendation to authorize the city attorney to, quote, adopt and formally present to council a revised memorandum of understanding as a best and final expression of terms between the parties, or a recommendation concerning a remaining impediment to resolution of the items and issues of concern to council. I cut up to Councilman Barnes after the airport committee unanimously approved the committee substitute to his resolution. How's that, How's life? Good. <laughs> Good to see you now. Um, well, I wanted to chat with you about a couple of things that, that came up today. Um, I know you said before that there's really nothing that will sway you at this point. What was your impression of the committee sub that was put forward and the, the timeline forward for further negotiations over the course of the next month, month and a half? You know, I'm, I, I serve with a the, with the body of, of 13 people. And if collectively as a group they decide they want to move forward, I mean, that's, 
I'm 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 good with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means I have to vote for it, but right. but I'm good with you know the decision of the group. So you're satisfied with the process, if, if not the result. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, I, I respect the fact that my colleagues uh, may have a different opinion, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. Your so, vote remains unchanged. Well, as far as if we were to, to vote on an MU for or Edgemore, absolutely, mm-hmm. it remains unchanged. After talking to Councilman Barnes. I discussed the proceedings with Mayor Sly James, and as you'll come to see, I erroneously attributed the committee substitute to 3rd District Councilman Jermaine Reed and Quentin Lucas. We'll see what he says. How, how much, I guess, feedback were you able to provide during that process? I know that uh, Quentin and Jermaine... No, Quentin like... and Jermaine didn't do that. I did. Quentin right. and Jermaine provided feedback to right. me. Okay. So, so they were just helping you with something. I, yeah, let's, let's, and I understood that this was something that was, you know, on Tuesday, I, know, I understood I it was yours. Both, I know they're both running for mayor, but they didn't do this. Okay. If that was the case, I could have done it a lot earlier. So you came up with the timeline? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was it about? And they massaged it and okay. added some things. It was a joint effort, okay. and I appreciate the joint effort um, because that actually added value to and clarity to the resolution. So I'm very thankful for that. Okay, and, and as for um, Councilman Barnes's concerns about some of the, the, the verbal back and forth, um, do you intend to offer up any type of apology, or do you feel like it's all fair? And uh, I'm not going to apologize for standing up for the city, and I'm not going to apologize. No. No. And ultimately, if, if your thought is that this process can provide a better deal, can you consider it a win for the city once you get to the point where it, it might have been a little bit messy, but if you follow the process that you've laid out here today? Look, the, the win for the city will be uh, opening a new single-terminal airport uh, despite the politics and the drama that may have preceded it. The city needs a new single-terminal airport. been arguing for that for six years, and when we get there, that will be a win. And do you feel like the process that was laid out today then? will ultimately end up with a demonstrably better deal than what was presented on November 30th? I will say this. It has the potential. Whether or not it does is purely up to council. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, thanks for your time. Uh-huh. Next, we discussed the airport committee vote with 3rd District Councilman Quentin Lucas, who conveyed quite a bit of optimism about the upcoming vote at 3 o'clock on December 21st. Uh, you mentioned that it's nice to get it all done. Of course, we still have one more step at the 3 o'clock today. Is it your impression that the council has the votes to pass this committee substitute? I am absolutely point? expecting council to have the votes to pass it. I think it may vote, uh, it may pass unanimously today. Really? Yes. Okay. Even even among 5th District Councilmen? Even Barnes. among 5th District Council people. I, I actually talked to Councilman Barnes last night. I mm-hmm. talked to Councilwoman Kennedy. I think a big part of this was that everybody needed to take the chance to work together. Right. Uh, we have tried to do that. We're uniting in terms of what is it that we want for the future, knowing that there will be a future for negotiations. Those negotiations are likely to start tomorrow. So so I expect uh, a supermajority of success today as opposed to what we saw last week. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that I've heard a lot over the last couple of weeks is concerns about communication. Yeah. Uh, the process by which council members are hearing about updates on this stuff yep. and feeling like maybe there is a, a small portion or a small group that are getting this information first and dispersing it after the fact. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to read the entire uh, committee substitute, but how does that address the issue of communication and, and making sure that all of the council is, is, yeah. is are you point to that? Yeah, a few different full things. committee meeting. Exactly, a few different things. First of all, unlike the process that happened before, and let me remind you what it was. Mm-hmm. There was a memorandum of understanding that was put on the council docket. The first time it was heard was in an airport committee meeting. 
which had two co-sponsors, the mayor and a few others. It did not involve every council person. There was no real clear forum in which every council person could articulate their concerns. And so I think this time around, my interest, and fortunately the interest of several others, was how do we create that opportunity for everyone to actually share what is their input? How do we make sure we're channeling that input into one document? How do we get that document to our legal counsel? And then how do they proceed with it thereafter? I think we've worked out all of those steps. We've worked out all of those steps in a timely and efficient manner. And frankly, I'm proud of what we have now compared to the process that we saw before. And I think thanks to this, we won't hear accusations of liars, backroom deals, or anything of that sort. Right. Well, what is it about this council, and we've seen this time and time again now, that allows it to really buckle down when the pressure gets ramped up? You know, there are a lot of attorneys on the council, and I think that's kind of how attorneys uh, operate. But I think another thing is, you know, personalities are different. The mayor and council are all smart people. Uh, Some of us are particularly tough. Almost no one is go along, get along. And so I think sometimes you see these rougher moments, but we steer it back the right way eventually. Right. And and, and related to the November 30th MOU when it was first released, I guess, and and this is just me speaking here, it seemed to me that that was... do you feel like it's possible that maybe Edgemore saw that as like an opening lob or an opening salvo in a negotiation that would go back and forth? It is possible. And then, as that, I mean, I think, I think it's regrettable. Uh, it continues to be, I think, a mistake that. Uh, more about what was in that memorandum of understanding was not shared with the city council before we were, frankly, being asked to vote on it. I think we've come up with a better path now, and I think Edgemore, in conversations with lots of us, has suggested that they're ready, willing, and able uh, to move on some of those terms, to look at their financing arrangements, to look at workforce protection, uh, hiring, etc. And I'm, I'm glad to see that that's all in. Well, you mentioned the communication, and maybe you would have liked to have seen the council get more of that before the the document was released. Sort of, it, it just sort of happened after Correct. a council meeting on November thirtieth. Although, I guess uh, my question would be. It, as far as I can tell, based on the committee substitute, it's the same group of negotiators who will be going to bat and, and starting this process. Not necessarily. Right? One, one, a few things are different. Okay. We've identified both the law firms and actually any advisors they have. I think it's fair to suggest that our firm, Wilmer Hale, that's out east, uh, wasn't involved before. I look forward to them playing a part in this again. Okay. I think another thing you're seeing is we've had some outside advisors, including financial advisors, etc., that can give us a little bit more input. Right. Um, and then I think we've changed this basic fact. What we did not give to our negotiators last time was a clear enough view as to not only what we want in it, but how much, who gets what, etc. I think the process that we've laid out now permits this opportunity, and I think that's what we're going to see. Well, is this a sign then that that Charles Renner will have a de-emphasized role moving forward? You know, I think it'd be premature to discuss that. Uh, I know I have several colleagues that want to talk more about legal representation issues, and I think we'll do that. Uh, it's my view that we'll continue to have a relationship with Wilmer Hale, Hush Blackwell, and anyone else who's necessary as time goes on. That being said, uh, we will consistently evaluate um, everyone's performance because it's a comes to a high cost to the flying public, and we want to make sure that it's worthwhile. That was a lawyer's answer. When we jump back into the fray here, it will be after the 3 o'clock council session, and... Spoiler alert, the vote passed by a 12-to-1 margin. Here, Councilman Reed discusses the process that led to renewed talks with Edgemore. Just regarding this past seven days on the airport, I, I wanted to get your, your, your view on it. Um, obviously, it's been a whirlwind from where you were in these chambers a week ago to where you are today. Uh, what's this process been like for you of working through 
the kinks and kind of getting to a point now where the vast majority of the council feels that you're on the right path moving forward? Um, politics isn't easy, and um, if we thought it were easy, we wouldn't sign up to be here. Sure. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, there are those who have uh, opposing views, um, as I mentioned last week. Uh, but it's a matter of how do we work together to um, address those issues which are uh, in the best interest of the citizens of our city. And so for me, uh, the past week has been one that uh, I continue to look for uh, the silver lining and how do we address uh, what um, concerns many members of the council may have. Uh, this is a billion-dollar project. Um, I don't expect for it to come easy like some of the uh, projects that we pass out or work through quite often here in the in council chambers. Uh, and so, um, but it is important that we have uh, good communication and uh, work aggressively to um, address the concerns and issues that many council members have and um, I have been laser focused to do do that uh, throughout this entire process from um, the selection process, the procurement process uh, to uh, currently trying to work through an MOU to get to an interim development agreement uh, and frankly the, uh, what is our end goal and that is uh, to build a world class airport uh, for a world class city and uh, have it open and flying out in 2021. And as far as I can tell, the timeline actually hasn't been altered uh, as, as a result of the whirlwind week that we've had. We, I believe we're still on track. Uh, I continue to urge my colleagues to uh, be on track uh, this entire time, and I think that this allows for us to continue moving in the right direction uh, and put things back uh, in, a, in a perspective. While, yes, confusing, while, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, a little bit... Um, cloudy here or there. Yeah. Uh, we we want to do what's right for the citizens. Well, yeah. And obviously uh, you voted yes on, on the motion last week, but having this opportunity to get all, all the differing opinions in the light of day and having everybody talk it out, do you feel like we're in a better, as a city, we're in a better position now than we would have been th- had th- we passed it? I felt it? that way last week as well, because at the end of the day, um, we still, this is still not the final contract. Right. It would only end the procurement process and allow for us to go through 120 days worth of um, further negotiation to work through some of the details. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the missing pieces where everyone sort of thinks, oh, well, we're still working through this and uh, or this is this is the end and, and this is what we're going to get. Right. It isn't. Um, it, it basically provides a framework that allows for us to um, actually uh, move in the direction that we can start the process of building an airport with the selected developer uh, that we've worked through. Um, so. But you don't think we're in a worse position now than no. we were last week? I, I mean, you, you can you can live with, essentially, the, the drama of the last week, knowing that we've got a process in place and it will be resolved in a month? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So that concluded my day at City Hall, with a 12-to-1 supermajority of the council approving Mayor Sly James's committee substitute on resolution number 171017. The supermajority vote was a victory for a city council that took substantial criticism over the past week over their handling of the Memorandum of Understanding with Edgemore. That being said, while the vote was a step in the right direction for those negotiations, it's far from a happy ending. A crucial month of negotiations await, and it's still not entirely clear who will be handling those on behalf of the city. That being said, in this life, 
we should probably take our victories where we can find them. To that end, I'll conclude with Mayor Sly James's statement, issued shortly after the vote. Last month, Kansas Cityans stepped up to invest in the future of our city by voting for a new KCI terminal, James said. And today, I'm proud that the City Council took the next step toward ensuring that we build a terminal that works for Kansas City by passing a resolution that will continue good faith negotiations with Edgemore. We still have a long way to go in this process, but if I've learned anything from my time as mayor of this great city, it's that when we work together, we can achieve the seemingly unachievable. I'm proud that we've ended 2017 on such a high note and look forward to 2018 when we'll continue our work to build a terminal as world-class as our city.